0: It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Well, with us today, we have Briley Bacca, Brian Bacca from Advanced Financial Strategies. They're here today, and boy, you're, you guys are looking good. I mean, I can't believe how nice you guys are.
1: Coming from Harold, that means a lot, doesn't it? That's right. My mom told me the same thing. As well, as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how are, you, how are you doing? We're doing good. We're good. Just
2: uh, hanging in there and enjoyed a good weekend and beautiful weather. My goodness, I'll tell oh, you what, I'm ready beautiful. for the cooler weather. I think everybody's tired of the heat and and uh, ready to move on. So you're both Southwestern think right? That's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I graduated, actually, before Bradley did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how did that happen? A <laughs> couple of years? A couple of years, no yeah. kidding. You were a Hauser product, weren't you? Yep, yeah. Played basketball for George Hauser. George Hauser. He's still alive and kicking and lives in Edmond and doing a great job. Met with him, uh, I don't know, three or four months ago. We had a little reunion that was really, really nice. Had a lot of the old players come back. And How and, fun and, was that? It was fun. It was a yeah. great time. We had it over in Oklahoma City and and it was a great time, a lot of guys from out of state that we've played with and I've played with through the years And So besides you being one of the famous players, who else was one of the <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, the guys in my era, there was Mike Young and Russell Arms, uh, Kenny Stretch Jones if any, any of those names mean anything to anybody, but uh, Stretch
1: Jones, that's an interesting nickname
2: Yeah, great guys, Russell and Stretch actually stayed at the house for the weekend and we, we uh, enjoyed wow. each other's company and did a lot of laughing and and uh, reminiscing, and it was a lot of fun. You well, tell uh, good stories, did you? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah.
3: <laughs> what there time few.
2: period is this? This is the mid '80s, '83 through '87. And, wow. Uh, yeah, it's a great, <laughs> great time. We had some. And you uh, reminisce seven. how many? Uh, that was a lot of years to talk about there, right? Yeah, Just four forest. years. Yeah. Wow. What's the coach's name at Anadarko? Was he in and about your time? Uh, Doug Shumpert. He yeah. was. Uh, uh, you no, know, he was before. He's uh, four or five years older than us. But yeah, he was. He was there prior to us. He's kind of a product of George. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great, great job. A lot high energy, high energy, mm. uh, high energy coach for sure. Knows basketball inside and out. Very good. Well, we want to talk about financial strategy, bet. Because that's why you, <laughs> you're on the program. Yeah. Yeah, I we, can talk about basketball or financial <laughs> strategies, whatever you want to talk about. So but no. w-
0: the question we have this, this morning for you that comes up a lot, yeah. and that is how much is enough money to have in your nest egg when you retire yeah. or, or whenever you w- don't want to
2: work anymore? Yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. a great question. We deal with that with a lot of people, Harold, and I, I will tell you, if I ask you, how much is enough? And I ask Mustafa, how much is enough? You guys would both give me different answers.
1: Well, if it, it's pertaining to a figure, I would. Well, that's f- turn, pertaining to opportunities or freedoms or what do you? Well, I'm talking about, you know, financial aspect of it. But I mean, there
2: are things that, that matter that uh, has nothing to do with money. And that's your freedom and that's your health and that's your time. I mean, there's a lot of things that are important. But how much is enough varies to depending on who you're talking to and what they're Lifestyle Where is. Where you live, I think, would be a factor. Oh, Where yeah. you live, I mean, that's mean, In California,
0: you'd have to have like. Fifty million dollars. <laughs> well, so, your retirement out in California. Yeah, but you could be happy.
3: <laughs> so one thing that I one thing that I pushed out a couple months ago. We sent out a, a monthly newsletter to our clients, and uh, that was um, what does it take in each of the different states, fifty states in the United States, to uh, live. And it was amazing to see the difference in uh, money that it took to live in Texas or Oklahoma than it did to live in Washington D.C. or New York, and it was. Shocking, like how much? Uh, to see, uh, oh, like millions of dollars difference to maintain a, uh, you know, just a regular standard of living. Uh, I mean, I would, I would say a modest standard of living. Um, and that's one thing that was just shocking to me. And uh, naturally, we got a lot of emails back saying, you know, praise the Lord we live in Oklahoma or praise the Lord we live in Texas. So wow. it was awesome. Well, a lot of people complained about our taxes,
0: but and they even talked about reducing them, which right. most of us feel would be good.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: but. Our overall tax liability is not that high compared to other states.
2: No, the money's got to come from somewhere. If they make tax cuts, they're not just going to do without that money. They're going to try to find other ways to regenerate that revenue. But, uh, you know, like Bradley said, it just depends on where you live. In fact, there has been uh, cases, if you you guys will look around, you you will think about this. There's people moving in from California and other states that are high-tax states and uh, high-cost, expensive states, and they're moving here, and, and property
1: values have been driven up because of it. My my uh, oldest daughter. It's funny you say that. She lives out in the San Francisco area, and she's coming to Texas, and she's going to be able to do so because her property that she's selling mm-hmm. there will will bring a lot more, than, and she can get a comparable home here with a little nest egg on the side. You know. Yep.
2: Yeah. You bank the difference and use that for income. But a lot of people think about uh, you know how much you need, and how much is enough. From a different perspective, it's not about, I've had an ad that came out like this, I don't know, a couple months ago, but it's not about how big your pile of money is. It's about how much income that you can generate from that money for the rest of your life. You know, a lot of people forget about social security, that you got to take into account your income needs. Uh, you know, one, one great way to create cash flow is to get out of debt. You know, or or the best way to get out of debt is not ever getting into debt to be, to begin with, or try to pay it off as fast as you can. I know a lot of uh, you know people that loan money don't like to hear me say that, but that's just a fact. <laughs> I mean, debt is a killer and it it's a drain on your future financial security. And if you can get out of debt or use debt in a good way, there is constructive debt and there's bad debt. Bad debt is what a lot of people are experiencing right now with their credit cards. A lot of people are having uh, you know this this inflation you know deal that's impacting everybody. They're trying to compensate uh, w- from that. You know, live in check to check, but they're compensated by using their credit cards, and that's a that's something that's Pretty gonna. Pretty expensive. Isn't well, it's it? just gonna come back to bite them in in time. You know, we have people come in from time to time that really didn't have any financial issues, but they you know worked on maxing out their credit cards over the last year, year and a half, and it's. It's
3: an issue. One of the things that we ran into recently, and we've dealt with it for a long time, but it's interesting to see, some of the happiest people that we see that come into our office are people that are retired teachers. Or a retired military, or that worked for the government at one point, and they're one of those people that are blessed enough to have a pension. Mm-hmm. They and may not
2: have a big pile of money, but right. they do have consistent monthly income, and that's really what's what's more important as far as your cash flow in retirement.
3: And the the big the, the you know the large four hundred one ks, large brokerage accounts, those are good, and uh, you do need those as well potentially depending on your uh, standard of living. But what's interesting is. When you're dealing with people that have pensions, it's not tied to the stock market. And so it doesn't go, it doesn't fluctuate up and down every day with the stock market. And then inevitably we see people on the other side of things that don't have a pension and their monthly income is tied to their 401k, IRA, stuff like that. And 2022... Stuff that happens like 2022 when you have a market tr- retracement, 20%, 30%, that scares people. And those people t- tend to have a lot of anxiety, but there are ways around uh, doing uh, as far as income strategies. Well,
2: they can be an emotional wreck. You know? Yeah, that, for sure. That, that, yes. When all of your income comes out of the stock market and you see the stock market deteriorating. And I don't know what the next year, year and a half is going to do. You know, you like to think, well, it's an election year next year, so more than likely the stock market's not going to go backwards much. Uh, but you just don't know. I mean, there's stuff, you know, Israel that's going on, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the supply chain potential disruptions in the fuel. Uh, industry across the world, you know, because of all the stuff going on overseas, you just don't know. But I always tell people, control what you can control. Try not to worry about the things you see on TV. If you want to, you know, put negative stuff in your mind and, and be nervous all the time, then just watch the news.
1: Yeah. Be but, anxious but, every day. But I'll, I'll tell you some of
2: the most peaceful moments I've had in the last 60 days is I've turned off the TV for a couple days. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Listen to
2: us and then turn the rest off. That's right.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. We're going right to take a quick out.
2: break. When we come back, I've got a
0: text from somebody who has a question. Okay. So Sounds good. Pass that on stay tuned you're listening the right time for western oklahoma
2: the air we breathe shapes our health even if we don't know it but for many of us the air we breathe is seriously hurting our health one in five kids still lives with the dangerous effects of secondhand smoke causing missed school from bronchitis pneumonia and even asthma attacks but it doesn't have to be this way Visit TobaccoStopsWithMe.com to learn more about the dangers of secondhand smoke and how to protect the air we all breathe. At BASF, we're constantly innovating. When others said, fungicides just can't last all season, we said, oh yeah, watch this. Then, we invented Revilock fungicide. Powerful soybean protection that gets absorbed quickly, starts working fast, and lasts all season. It's... Everything everyone said wasn't possible. All new Revuloc fungicide. That is how you do it. Always read and follow label directions. She gets a piece of it. She hits that one. It's gone, gone, gone. For a
3: homer. File of the third. As Chuck Ramsey would say, let that eagle soar once more. Absolutely.
0: Chuck Ramsey, the law dog, here with you. The Weatherford Lady Eagles softball team is going to the state tournament. The Class 4A fast pitch state tournament begins Thursday in Shawnee, and we'll be streaming the games on Weatherford Eagles TV at right. Media. Let those Eagles soar once more.
3: Hello, this is Rick Spain with Spain's construction with something to think about. Ben Franklin said three can keep a secret if two of them are dead.
2: I don't know, I find this humorous, but unfortunately there is truth in this. Be careful who you share intimate information with. There are a lot of people you can talk to, but only a few you can trust. Find who you can trust, otherwise you may hear it whispered in a way that kills you.
1: Oh my god, it's so freezing. It was like 88 degrees outside. What is going on?
3: That unpredictable Oklahoma weather getting the best of you? Well, don't let it. Call the experts at Four Seasons Heating and Air, Western Oklahoma's only factory-authorized carrier dealer. We know the weather here in Oklahoma can vary wildly, so before you get left out in the cold this fall, make sure you get your preseason check done early with your friends over at Four Seasons Heating and Air. That's Four Seasons Heating and Air, Oklahoma license number 92419.
0: 20 minutes after 7 o'clock, and good morning. Welcome to our program. One of our listeners uh, sent in a text, said that their daughter had big uh, some big loans from mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. to pay back, plus they had maxed out their credit card. Any suggestion on how you get
2: out of that kind of a bind? They wanted to pass that on to, to their daughter. Well, I mean, credit card debt is just just what it is. I mean, it's spending money that you don't have. I always try to tell people to spend money you do have instead of money you don't have. But inevitably, and, and I've been there, you know, had some some credit card debt that, you know, it takes a while to dig out of. But uh, the best way to do that is take your higher interest rate uh, loan, your higher interest rate credit card, if you're just dealing with credit cards, and, and pay those off first, because those are the ones that's more detrimental to you. Uh, the other thing on the credit card debt, if you have, say you have three credit cards, one has a, a, a small debt on it, try to knock that one out first because you can do that faster and it gives you a a, a small victory uh, quicker instead of instead of thinking, hey, I'm just spinning my wheels, I'm not getting anywhere. So if you can knock that smaller credit card debt out uh, first, hopefully that's the one with the higher interest rates you can... You know double double whammy that one, just get that one out of the way
3: yeah and, and i would I would probably say the same thing uh, as that as well. One thing that we have seen recently is we 've helped people get out of debt like that in that situation, and it 's like they pay off their credit cards and it gives them a license to run their debt back up on their credit cards, and so that 's something that we would you know caution you against uh, for sure uh, because with those uh credit cards i mean we 've seen we 've seen credit cards with. 20, 27% interest rates, and once you start getting those large balances, ten twenty thousand dollars 20000 on a credit card, it's hard to get out from underneath that. So,
2: But you've got to do it. You've got to chip away at it. There's no easy way to get out of debt. You no. Know. It's, it's really not. Now, yeah. We tell some people you know you know how to do that and it's like uh they don't want to hear that they want us to wave a magic wand and and just show well, them how to like, eliminate I the mean, debt I mean the president is advocating doing away yeah. with uh, you know paying off right. student loans yeah. I think that's sending a terrible terrible uh, message oh. to people oh it's people that uh you know that do the right thing and try to uh you know everybody tries to do the right thing for sure but I mean try to do it you know getting out of debt with no or get out of college with no debt and then I'm thinking, my goodness, here you, you've got people that do that, and then then they're going to have to use our tax dollars to pay off other people's yeah. debt? That's well, not right. My
3: my thing that it just doesn't make sense to me on the student loan thing is if student loans are so bad that we have to forgive these debts, why does the government give them out in the first place?
1: Because of the banking industry?
3: Right. I know I understand. I know why they give them out for sure, but if they're saying they're so bad— then what's the point of even giving well,
0: them? Unfortunately, it's very political. Right, I, I understand.
3: And I understand these, that.
0: these giveaways, yeah. and paying them yeah. off, is
1: is is a uh, is a political issue, and it should it. backfire. I mean, anyone with common sense, and, and I'm going to go back to what what we were on the subject. How does how, how do we do it if we're on minimum income? We have both people working. One working two jobs, and I know that's real. I see these people every day, and we struggle. It's not an easy life to even manage, and mm-hmm. the credit cards does offer some temporary help, yeah. but it's, 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 it's critical that you don't use those guys. Man, pay them off every 30 days. There's a way you, you can do it, but living within your income is probably going to be the I was just going to
2: say that, Mustafa. That's a great point. Perfect, perfect verbalization right there. just living within your means. And that's that's what you know. It's hard to just, do. It is hard you to were do. We're talking
0: about you know trying to give advice, and people don't want to hear the mm-hmm. real that's, thing. You need to do. That's right. right. And one of the things is tearing up the credit cards. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave Ramsey, who we have on later in the day, right? He advocates having a debit card mm-hmm. not credit cards how do you all feel about that what do you
3: advise your clients? if you if you here's my deal on the credit cards if you uh, and you got to take a, a look in the mirror an honest an honest look in the mirror if you know that you're not responsible and you're not going to pay that credit card off don't get a credit card I use a credit card, personally. Um, The reason I use it is strictly because for fraud. If someone's going to hack my card, at least I've almost got a barrier against my bank account. That way, if something does happen to my debit card, I don't automatically just start having money taken out of my bank account that I've got to go dispute that with the bank. That's, good, that's, and, uh,
0: that's a good point, and I think the, the, the trick there is being able to pay it off. Every yes. Time. When you put that money on there, you've got to have in mind at the time, you know, I'm going to pay this off or I'm not going to buy
3: it. I use my card for gas. That's the only thing I use my card for.
2: Well, you, you have to treat it like cash. Well, little things, Mustafa, that's right. I mean, I I always tell people if you're going to go to the quick shop and you're going to buy a Dr. Pepper, if you're going to buy, you know, whatever you're going to buy, a small purchase is less than 10 bucks, use cash. Don't use your debit card. Don't use your credit card because it's so easy to spend that plastic and it doesn't realize, it it doesn't seem like real money. It's just, it's just almost like fake money, but it adds up over time. But if you have the cash, the cash is harder to spend. It's harder to let go of those dollar bills, those $5 bills, $10 bills. Uh, It's harder to let go of that. And uh, but, if you have the cash, at least you're spending money that you have instead of money that you don't have. Good point. What else you guys got on your plate
3: this morning? I know you got some other issues you want to talk about one thing and, and Harold, you kind of touched on this at the beginning is is how much is enough, and that's something that Dad and I talk about is one of the hardest financial skills that we see out there is to get the goalpost to stop moving, and what we mean by that it's like. You know, we have these. You are going through your career. You want to get half a million dollars saved in your four hundred one k, and then you get that, and then you want to get six hundred and seven hundred, and that goalpost just keeps moving and keeps moving. But there comes a point where you are going, you are going to want to retire at some point, and at that point, it's not how much money you can grow your assets to. Now you are in preservation mode. Now you need to keep your assets, but it's hard to kind of have that paradigm shift in your mind saying, okay, now you know, I've grown my assets to what I what I need to to live comfortably for the rest of my life, but I need to hang on to these assets. Well, so, to the
0: comparison, I mean, they, they talk a lot about these reverse mortgages. Okay. Would that be sort of like, except it's not a house that you have. You've got this, let's say, a 401K or okay. an IRA, uh-huh. and you, you've got to start spending it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like a reverse mortgage in a sense, except you, it's your money. You're you're going to work out something where you're going to get paid something every month, right? Uh, so
2: that you can live the lifestyle yeah. you want to live, right? That's exactly right. It's called uh, efficient decumulation. Okay. Yeah, okay. a lot of people,
0: <laughs> instead of a reverse mortgage. So. Yeah. So the, all this talk about reverse mortgages yeah. on houses. Yeah, right. If you've got a 401K, don't, don't
2: reverse mortgage your house. Go to your 401K. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But some people do the reverse mortgages when they don't have a 401K or they don't have any other resources. That's kind of a, I call it the source of last resort. But, you know, everybody reaches a point of sufficiency. And, and that's what your goal should be as you're going through life and saving money, to reach that point of sufficiency to where you do have enough money to uh, uh, over the course of accumulating all your life. Then you go into what I just said, the efficient decumulation and that's what creates your income for the rest of your life and we work for 30 or 40 years so we can retire for 30 or 40 years and that's what you've got to do you've got to plan for that Last thirty or forty years without without a, a job, you know. And that, so,
1: that's going to be based m- on how much you accumulate. Do you start that in the yep. beginning and determine how much that will be to to enable you to continue your lifestyle? That would be the smarter way of doing it. Just starting in
2: the beginning, you know. But a lot of people, unfortunately, wait until they're fifty or sixty years old. Uh, you know, we've had people come in and say, "Hey, I'm way behind. I need to do some catching up." Yeah, I mean, and then they realize how much it's going to take to catch up to to have as much money as they would have had they started saving in their twenties. Twenties, and it scares them. And it's it's almost like it's just overwhelming to them. So, you know, our advice would be to start as early as you can. Not not everybody can start out in their first job and and have enough money to where they can they can save ten percent of their paycheck or fifteen percent of their paycheck. That does come later in life. But try to get yourself in the position where you can save early and often. The more the more you can, you know, control your savings rate, then the better off you're gonna be. So I got an idea,
0: instead of using
2: Heinz ketchup Use advanced financial strategies to catch up. Uh, there you I'm, go. I'm using Ketchup. I like Heinz Ketchup. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: yeah. right. So contact these guys, if you, you no matter where you are in that scheme of things. Yeah, for sure. I totally. mean, like, like in Mustafa's case, his daughter's <laughs> yeah. moving out here. She needs somebody, obviously, to help her uh, take that nest egg and, and, and figure and, out and, what
3: she's going to do with it. You know, and that's one thing that I think is very unique about my dad and I uh, as a financial planning firm is, you know, dad's got 30 years of experience. Um, i 've got my certified financial planner credential, and we kind of have two generational mindsets here and that 's one thing that 's been kind of fun for us is we do work with people that are retirees and then since i 'm younger um, i 've been working with a lot of younger people too, kind of like what you were talking about Mustafa and kind of and dad as well helping them save early and often and it 's fun to see what those numbers can be if you uh, start early
1: back in the day, there was a hardcore approach to the idea that you need to get your ten percent right off the top. Regardless of whether you're paying your bills or not, get that ten percent
3: for yourself and make it a habit. So I'll I'll say t- I'll say this, and this is one of the best financial advice my dad's ever given me, and uh, I believe it comes from the book The Richest Man of Babylon. I've I read that uh, yes. book. Right yes, yes, it is, and but it talks about the principle of paying yourself first, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know I try to live by that. I make myself a bill. I put X amount of dollars back uh, for myself and my wife, no matter what. I make myself just like just like I have to keep my lights on at my house. I got to pay me whether i've got right. a good month bad month i'm going to have to make my bills pay other people so i've got to figure out a way to pay myself and then
0: the other part of that which relates to you guys and that is pay yourself but then when you have money invest it wisely with yes. people who know what they're doing that's exactly that's right. exactly right, right. that's the second part of that because no. you hear people going on these scams i know and fat, quick money Right. And for uh, there's from so that. many things out there like that. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of people having a nice nest egg and going out, investing it somewhere with people who don't know what they're doing, and they
2: end up blowing it. I've had, We had uh, some people in their office about a month ago, and, and unfortunately the lady said her brother went through that, but he could not control himself. Uh, once he retired, he had a very nice nest egg, but he started going to the casinos. And yep. uh, he just he ended up losing it, and it's it's a shame, you know. You know, if you want to go enjoy yourself a little bit, that's fine. But set you a a limit, you know. Like he's talking about cash, no no debit cards, no credit cards. Put the put the fifty dollars in your pocket. Yes. And if you're going to do that, that that once that's gone, that's gone. You don't you, you, you if you're going to spend well, that's money, a
0: recor- right. if you want to go, and that's your fun.
2: Yeah, you limit right. yourself right, to the I agree. Bucks. Absolutely,
0: Absolutely. Right. So you become put it, put addicted it. to it, and you're you're spending your Social Security check and your, mm-hmm. and your savings yes. on gambling yeah. to the point where you don't have food on the table. Yeah. That's that you need it, help. That's a problem. Absolutely.
1: Put it in your budget. If I want to play golf, I want to go gambling. It's in my budget. I'm okay. Right? right? Yeah.
0: I mean, and and that, so, I mean, the gambling thing's a bigger deal than it's ever been because we have casinos right here in our backyard. Yeah.
3: Well, and it's, it's so easy. Uh, you know, I'm, I've got friends that do, that do it, too. But uh, you think of gambling as going to a casino. But uh, I know people that are pretty involved in, like... Sports betting. That's, that's, big. Big. that's yeah. big, right? Yeah. yeah, and You
2: can do it 247 right here and, on your phone. And so it's easy. It's easy to do. It boils down to discipline. I yeah. mean go back to everything. Everything boils down to discipline. You're, that's you're, the truth. you're losing yeah. weight, you know, it's discipline. Yeah. It's you know, whatever Excellent. you want to talk about, it's it's discipline. You have to focus and you have to be intentional about it in order to accomplish whatever goal you're trying to accomplish. Yes. Folks, we recommend
0: advanced financial strategies <laughs> here at the radio station for these, these guys know what they're doing. Awesome. And, and we hope that if you need help, you'll contact Briley or Brian Bacca to Day. Thank
2: you, Harold. And Thank you Hall, and yeah. And these guys know what they're doing. The office is 323-6800, and then you can check us out on our website, retirewithbacka.com. And you really serving both, the, the well,
0: the whole Tri-City area, Elk City, Clinton, and Oh, yeah, and for sure. Oh, yeah, West whole Western Oklahoma. So, so that's good. So deal.
1: the 6800, is that because you're eight? You know, it's kind of funny. That's how that worked out. My cell phone also starts with eight. I don't understand how that, that happened, but that's how Wow, that's, how that's it pretty neat. Thank you, guys. Man, it's, I'm impressed. I've been hanging out with y'all now about a year, and you get all this good comments. It's been a while. There you go. You wonder where Very does good. it go? That's, That's right. It. Thank you
0: for being on the program. Thanks for, Thanks for having Brian us, guys. Riley Baker from Advanced Financial Strategies on the program
2: today. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.